0: Thank you. Inspired for Life is a ministry of Community Life Center in Warsaw, Indiana. Check us out on the World Wide Web at communitylifectr.com. If you have any comments or questions that you would like us to address in the next podcast, send us an email, podcast at communitylifectr.com.
1: All right, so I've always said that... uh... That a Christian or anybody in general is always in one of three positions. They're either getting ready to go into the middle of a storm or a trial. They're right in the middle of a storm of trial. They're just coming out of it. They're always in one of those three positions. And so, you know, recently, um, having experienced some some difficulties myself or some some challenges, um, it's it's easy to have a mindset of woe is me and self pity, and. Um, you know, one of the things that that I'd like to allow myself to do is just give myself one day, 24 hours, you know, plus or minus a few hours, whatever, to wallow in my self pity. You know, just just go woe is me. But yeah. but after that day is over, it's time to refocus. And uh, I, I would tell you that in. in Probably my most recent uh, opportunity, um, I thought about uh, this verse in Philippians uh, quite a bit, and it starts there in, in chapter four, verse seven. And it says, "In the peace of God, which, path, which passeth uh, all understanding, shall keep you, or shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus." And then he Paul went on to say, "He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things um, are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And, uh, you know, I think that's just a constant reminder as, as you know, whether it's death, whether it's, uh, you know, a financial difficulty, it's uh, relation difficult, relationship difficulties and whatever, jobs, whatever is that give yourself 24 hours to loathe or, you know, wallow in your self-pity. But at the end of the day, at the end of the 24 hours, go back to the Word of God and get your mind on on the things of God. Think on those things.
0: Absolutely. And I think that um, something that bears a lot of value for me in in those times, um, I think back on this story where they were in the storm, um, and most of them are hiding out in in the cabin. They were hiding in the the lower portions of the the ship. And Jesus says, "Get you out of the hold." Um, mm-hmm. And it's no different than than when David uh, was hiding from from Saul. I mean, he w- goes to the the cave Adullam, and he's hiding out. Um, that we have this tendency when we go through hard times um, to disappear for a minute. We unplug. We stop connecting with those around us. Um, and, and I think in those times, some of that can be the, the most dangerous things we do as Christians. Um, it's, it's one of the times when we're the most vulnerable. Um, one of the most profound sermons I've ever heard on the subject um, was a, a, a gentleman uh, who preached several years ago at a conference in California. Um, the title of his sermon was The Danger of Down." The danger of down and the, the scary things that happen when you 're down and and the scary decisions we make when we're down um, the the choices that we would normally make in a, in a good logical, routine manner a spiritual manner uh, we, we, get, we get to make those choices based on emotion and based on um, overwhelming feelings of of, of our uh, like I said, our feelings, our emotions, we 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 make things out of anger or haste or or indecision, um, or and in the same way in the opposite, going the other way, we we make choices sometimes because we're elated, we're happy, and we make these choices and they're not always the right choices. We just we don't think it through logically, um, and we don't we certainly don't ask God His opinion about the situations, and and so so many times we we face that. I mean, yes, I mean yes is. We're, we're currently talking about when it's when we're down, when we're having those dark times, those trials, those situations that all of us go through. But it's it's just as imperative when we're on the high mountain that we, we cast your eyes down every so often and make sure, like, hey, I'm still where I should be. I'm still walking the path I ought to be on because sometimes we're so elated and things are going so good we forget to look around us. And then we get blindsided by those things that get us down, you know. And it could have been avoided possibly by by making a choice. Uh, I think our our human flesh, our tendency is to make a bad situation worse, based on poor choices. So, so I think that that's absolutely good. That scripture you were talking about: whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, if there be any virtue, virtue yeah. if there be any praise, think on these things, um, because it, we have the tendency as as humans to dwell. On those things that are negative, and then we make things negative that aren't negative simply because we're looking at them through a, the lens of negativity, right. and and we forget about our blessings that are all around us. We for, I know that um, in some of the situations I've been through in my life um, – I can tell you personally that when you're in those dark times, you make decisions and you, you make choices. Um, you bond into relationships uh, with people that you would never normally be involved with. But you're, you know, you're feeling lonely or you're feeling, you know, sad or you're 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 blinded by your own down that you 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 don't make clear choices.
1: Yeah, and 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 I think here's real wisdom, and a lot of people. Uh, myself including, I'm going to point point the finger directly at me, a lot of us, um, when we get in these situations, um, we find ourselves with a with a mountain of pride on our shoulder and we won't look around to the people that that care for us you know Have, having a close confidant uh, in church you know and definitely going to your pastor nobody loves you you know if it, if it's a difficulty with your spouse nobody loves you like your pastor he he's there to take care he is the shepherd of your soul uh while you're here and he's here to guide you and help you in, yeah. in your spiritual path um, but with that being said you know let your pastor know what you're going through that way he knows how to help you um, It's imperative if your pastor doesn't know um, he can't help you Absolutely. how many how many times have we we heard uh, people leave the church? Well, the pastor just doesn't care t- about me and when you when you start digging in and 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 yeah, he he don't, don't have, have a clue. He you know? doesn't have a clue. Yeah, and and you have to ask these people. And the pastor asks the people, you know, how can I help you if you don't let me know what's going on? I'm not a mind reader. You right, know? right. God speaks to me, but he's not. You know, he's not going to tell me. Yeah, he's not
0: giving you a play-by-play yeah. by any
1: means. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, for me, uh, you know, the the steps that I go through in some in a difficult situation, and I try to try to keep these is take 24 hours. You know, if, if it's if it's something bad, take 24 hours, and in that, don't make any decisions. Don't make any life-altering decisions. Absolutely. Don't make, just, just just deal with your emotions and don't make any decisions. And second thing, I think the second step of the process is, is let your pastor know what you're going through. And in both of those situations, number three, get in the Word of God. I mean, uh, you hear about people... Um, diving into their work and forgetting things you know forgetting about the situation that they're in mm-hmm. you know what there's nothing better than diving into the the word of god and and i find great comfort in the in the book of the psalms um because you see you know you talk about david in the cave of Adullam, you know you see the psalm that he writes from the cave of Adullam, right and uh you go you begin to think about man at his lowest, he's still giving praise to God. Yeah. And I love it when, uh, you know, him and his mighty men of valor are out fighting a war and they come back to home and their kids are gone and their, their wives are gone and their, yeah. their property's yeah. destroyed. And all of a sudden, his men turn on him. And David doesn't have any more confidants. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a pastor. He doesn't have a prophet to go to. Right, absolutely. And David said, I encouraged myself in the Lord.
0: Yeah. And that's what, that's it, talking about that story, uh, when they returned. Ziklag and everything was burned and their families were taken captive and, and all their uh, livestock and all that. Um, it's it, The first thing David does is reach around for the ephod, which is his praise. And you would think, man, how in the world can you be going through this situation and, and these terrible dark days? I mean, they're... Just before that, you read about how they're in a battle that's so long that one of his men has cleaved his hand to the sword, and he can't even let the sword go. They fought for so long, and the adrenaline was so hard running through their veins, he couldn't even let go of the sword. And and now, you know, they come back. They're emotionally drained. They're physically drained. They're mentally drained of all the stuff they've gone through. And now when you think, okay, I'm going home. I've, I've been working for this goal, trying to reach, you know, get home to my family, get home to my wife and my kids, so back to a, a sense of normalcy. And that's when things get from bad to worse. And those, uh, I can personally say I've been there. You know, like when you, you think, man, what else is there? there? There can't be anything else to go yeah. wrong. And and those are the times where David is a shining example, a shining spotlight of, of an example where he talks about he reaches around, grabs, finds the ephod, which, which happened to be, which I think is amazing, one of the things that they didn't take, the the enemy didn't take the ephod. They didn't see any value in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of one of those things, you know, the devil can take a lot of things from you. Your enemies in life can take a lot of things from you. They can't ever take your praise. Your, Your praise is the only thing that's necessary to get you back into where you need to be with God. And that's... I, th- I definitely think, um, you, like you said, you, I think you make a great point. 24 hours, don't make any choices. Um, don't make any life-altering decisions of, okay, I'm going to do this in the first 24 hours. Because at that point, you're still running on emotion, and then your emotion gives way to fear, and you make decisions based on fear, and that is never a decision-making does. tactic ever. That's right. Um, you definitely need to find a place of prayer, a, a place in the Word, and a place of praise. Um the, it brings into to sharp contrast when the Bible says, "Give thanks in all things." I mean, that's that's hard to
1: do. Well,
0: that's Paul even extremely here in,
1: difficult. Paul even writes here in Philippians, just in you know, in verse four of that fourth chapter. He says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." And again, I say, rejoice. Yeah. It's, how do you do, <laughs> do you that do when do your that? family
0: is falling apart and your yeah. kids are acting crazy and, and you and ain't got no money? Yeah, to put you're food broke as a joke. You're broke as a joke, and you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from because you got laid off. You rejoice. What? That doesn't even make sense,
1: Paul. Like, you know, I mean, but in God's economy, it does make sense. It does make sense, and and that's the thing. If you look at the Book of Philippians, Paul is a prisoner, and, and they say Philippians is one of the happiest books in the Bible. Yeah. And this and, and this guy, this apostle Paul, this man. Right this destroyer who started off as the destroyer of the Christian faith, becomes Absolutely. the champion of the Christian faith in this missionary trip he 's bound to a Roman soldier and he 's writing a letter. Four chapters long, but it is recorded as one of the most happiest books in the Bible. I know. How does it happen? How does it happen? I don't know. Because man's economy doesn't equate to God's economy, and what yeah. man thinks is happiness is not God's key to happiness. And so when 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 Paul says, "Rejoice in the Lord always," and again I say, "Rejoice," we have no clue until we have that personal relationship with Christ, what what it's like that no matter the circumstances, no matter the the, the the trial or the situation that we're in that God always has our best interest you know when uh you know when my when my sisters died, when my mom passed away, when I went through my first marriage, you know went through the divorce yeah, absolutely the the one verse I hated to hear was you know romans eight twenty eight
0: yeah all things work to the good of them that love the Lord who are, who are the called according to the purpose, most frustrating scripture in the entire Bible, without a
1: doubt, without a doubt, you know going through each one of those depressing uh, things, you know losing both my sisters, losing yeah. my mom, losing my wife, my son having cancer. My my son, other son, having to go to Riley's. Right. You know, don't don't quote eight twenty eight, bro. <laughs> right. Don't Absolutely. do it. Next time I hear it, I'm going to pop somebody in the nose. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and um, it's frustrating. But when you come out on the other side, yeah, and and you see the the plan that God has put together, why you're in it, it doesn't make sense, yeah. and why you're dealing with it, it doesn't make sense. Yep but on the other side oh absolutely you see that god worked all things for your good
0: absolutely and and i i can attest to that um i i 100% agree with you nobody wants to hear that when you're going through struggles when you're going through hard times when you you've lost someone you love when you go through a divorce uh when you when you've you know Got things going on with your kids, or your, your career is crashed, or nobody wants to hear all things. Well, you know, praise the Lord, all things work to the good of them that love the Lord. But don't give me that bogus baloney, <laughs> you know. Like, I mean, that's your first thought. But I agree with you also. Um, once you get on the backside of some of the darkest days of your entire life, and you look back, and you think, man, how did I miss it when I was in the middle of? It? I was so. Blinded by my own feelings, my own thoughts, but once i 'm on the back side of it, I recognize that it was god 's faithfulness all the way through, and him exacting. A, a master plan and the same way an architect builds a, a skyscraper Got every detail was laid out and I didn't even recognize it in the middle of the struggle but God worked it out at the end for my good and those are the things that are so frustrating um, when you're in that trial because you, you don't well God why is this person coming along and I haven't seen them for years and, and why is that person asking those questions you know like what does it matter to them and then at the end they, they end up being your closest like said confidants or or, or God setting in motion a plan that you had no idea Um, like for instance uh, when I went through my marriage um, I asked God for some help because I didn't know what what to do when my first marriage collapsed I didn't have a clue what to do Um, and I had somebody at work tell me um, I was kind of moaning and complaining about well, you know what do I do with all my extra time you know I I, I had a, a five used to having a five year old and a house to take care of and 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 a, a wife and we we would you know make dinner and, and now I live in a, a a small apartment by myself and I'm staring at the four walls going absolute stir crazy what do I do with myself and I had somebody at work say hey why don't you grab a camera you know why don't you buy a camera. And I don't, what do I buy a camera for? Well, you can go take wildlife photos or something. Um, that I can tell you honestly that that $499 investment in my first camera, um, turned into a plan, here it is years later where I'm running a, a photography and videography business and we're doing podcasting and this all of this media stuff blossomed from one camera when I couldn't see the light of day. I mean absolutely blossomed into something that's now a you know, a substantial side business for us, you know, that yeah. it it pays for you know, all the extras that we want to do, you know, sure. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to me that that God took something in the dark day. A, uh, and, and I'll take a second here to say also, never be afraid to, to encourage someone um, because you never know what it's going to produce in their life. Yeah. Um, that one comment from one employee that we weren't even all that close with, I, don't, I, I still to this day cannot wrap my mind around <laughs> why that woman told me, "Hey, you should go buy a camera." I have no idea. But here it is, all these years later, and God's God's moved, and we've we've upgraded our streaming here at the church and our our, our you know our live broadcasting that we do every Sunday on. Uh, I think we're seven or eight networks that we're on: Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope Live. Uh, Apple TV, Roku TV, a couple others, I think. So as a plug for that, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you're plugging in with us on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. Uh, we're also going to be upgrading that throughout this year, using it more and more as training sessions come up and um, maybe even doing some simulcasting going on later. I know they simulcasted when I was uh, at a church in Alabama, that's which true. I thought was really neat. It was awesome. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's really cool that we have the ability to to still reach the masses. So I'm um, all of that began from one errant, random comment from someone who barely even knew me. <laughs> no, and awesome. and but all things work to the good of those that love the Lord who are called or are the called according to His purpose. Right. And and that's what's so crazy is you know looking back, I I didn't I would have never recognized God's
1: plan. Yeah. Um. Or or Justin, what, let me ask you, what do you think? Where do you think you'd be right now if you wouldn't have never spent that? Man, I can
0: tell you right now I was in a dark place and I was spending most of my time and most of my money burying my burdens. If if you can read I, between I, the lines, yeah. I was burying my burdens in a bottle um, yeah. and I was sitting in my apartment by myself, um, broke, busted and disgusted. I didn't know what I didn't know what was going to do. I I literally had $500. That was it. That was all I had and I invested it into a camera, started taking pictures and and watching YouTube videos. My first set of eagles I caught on camera um was I ended up getting those pictures published, and and oh wow! It's just it's been an amazing ordeal. Um, But those, no, am I telling everyone that photography is a good therapy session? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. It's very frustrating at times. I am, especially if you want to take really good photographs. I am telling you that um, photography for me was uh, a way for me. To, to get away from what I was doing and the direction I was headed down because I was headed in an ugly direction, though, yeah. an ugly direction.
1: You know, one of the things, I, and for me, you, we talk about hobbies or, or finding new passions and stuff yeah. like that when when phases of your life change. And, and that's really what it's about. Is Oh, yeah, chapters. It, when, and when, when, when chapters of your life change, whether they're in your control or out of your control, whatever it is, it, is find – find something that you're passionate about or, you know, be willing, uh, adventurous to try new things. Um, and I can tell you that over the last three, four years, um, uh, you know, one of my, one of my favorite things to do with my sons right now, my, especially my youngest son is a little black powder, nine uh, millimeter therapy, <laughs> right? absolutely, and, and, uh, it's a lot of fun and we have challenges. We, we go out and shoot together and it's a way for him and I to connect. And my youngest son or my oldest son, you know, he's, he's different. Uh, and, and he's gotten me into some play, you know, playing card games again. And, and I like doing those things yeah, with yeah. him and, uh, and, and it's it's not just me, you know, an an empty nester, sitting at home staring at four walls. Yeah. Um, and again, it comes back to church, and church is about relationship. Being relationship minded, getting plugged in, finding finding where you belong. And if you don't know where you belong in your church, man, you you ought to be praying and saying, Lord, reveal to me uh, openness. That an open something in the church where I can plug in and fill in. Um, you know, I think of I think of Damian. You know, who uh, is a new convert and Damon. Damon, yes, Damon yes. yeah, Damon, who's a new convert to our yep. church. And, and I love the fact that he come in and he's boom, he's plugged in. He's driving the bus. He's you know helping mud the pastor's new office. And 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 yeah, yeah, you know. It's, and it's all about relationship, you know. People on the outside can go to church for years and years and years and say, people never involve me. Well, hey, don't wait for somebody to ask you. Find out where you can help out and plug yourself in.
0: Yeah, And as another plug, um, so one of my jobs that I – one of the many hats that I wear here at CLC um, has been to institute new ministries. Um, help people get their vision off the ground and, and, and plug people in to being involved here around our local assembly and in our community. Um, and, and there are some big changes I can tell you that are coming in 2019. Um, there were, we're looking down the road at how do we reach our community in a way that we're not currently doing. I'm not talking about reforming ministries that we currently have going. I mean, we already are doing great outreach uh, systems with our um, Block party. With our block party, our trunk, trunk or treat, um, our, our Thanksgiving dinner giveaways, our book yeah. pack giveaways, and back in August, um, I, we we do a big Easter Sunday every year, and the Easter egg hunt that we do for all the kids. Those are those are big giant ways that we're reaching out to our community, and we we have great outreach systems in place. I mean, I think our, our count was somewhere near the 800 for our trunk or treat last year. 800 guests wow, on our on our facility. Like I just blows. Me me a way, at, at what we can do if we set our mind to it. So, like I said, we're we're, we're looking and instituting and 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 trying to figure out new ways to plug people in. And if if you're listening to this and you're part of the church here at CLC, um, and you have something on your mind, please, 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 please reach out to me. Tell me what what you've got in mind, and and let me help uh, give life and breathe life into what you have going on, um, and and help us. Help us this year if if you feel a call to get involved someplace if you don't know what to do but you want to be involved somewhere come see me i've, I've got i've got more than enough for you yeah. to do <laughs> i've got more than enough uh everything right down to this podcasting we're wanting to do uh more media that's coming up year uh more videos things like that i mean if if you don't Maybe you don't know much, but you can come and and push the record button on a camera. Even if you don't know how to set it up, I can set it up for you, and you can push record. I mean, we have have tons of things that you can do around here at the church. I mean, there's more than enough to do. Um, We just... We're looking to grow our relationships in our church, and we're looking to grow relationships outside of our church. That's why kind of when we go back to our theme of the commitment to reach and the first quarter being the commitment to reach uh, in is in us. This is kind of – I think this podcast kind of falls in line there uh, dealing with the things that, that – doing self-evaluation where where am i at in that am i going into that trial am i in the middle of that trial am i coming out of that trial and then what do i do with the information once i get it if i know that that we're just starting into a, a serious family sickness okay how do i how do i prompt myself and be ready to look down for those battles if i'm in the middle of a battle uh, maybe it's a relationship struggle or or whatever how do i keep my head above water if you feel like you're drowning how do how do you how do you Keep yourself going forward and stay positive. How do you, like David, back from Ziklag, where do I find something to praise God about? Where do I look for my ephod, so to speak? And then maybe it's also at the end of the trial. Okay, now it's kind of coming to an end. How do I... Recover? How do I gain my strength back? I've I've exhausted resources. I've exhausted money and emotions. And, and, uh, you know, my mental capacity has been wrapped around this for so long. I don't even know how to function. I know that that's one of the main um, concerns with people like say they come out of cancer. They've been through radiation and chemo. And and once it's over and then they get a clean scan. Now what? i've, I've right. focused on this for so long, for so long. how yeah. do I go back to a regular life and that's and I think that 's kind of where um, you know things like this, resources like this, tools that we can put in your hands, like hey, come see us let 's let 's get busy about the kingdom work let's yeah. let 's find you something to do where you can focus on on being used by God and letting God use you that 's the most important part it 's just being willing for God to use you. Not not being perfect before you come to God. Not that's right. not having it all together. Yeah, I mean, you don't have, you can't have it all together. No. No. If you just, wait for that you'll never get anything you'll never get started. Absolutely. And that's that's why I, I'm so glad we're talking about this subject in particular today. Um, is first of all you 've got to get your mind right we 've got to get you praising God and thanking God and worshiping god and and again, you know those situations that we've run through are so hard that we have to learn how to we have to figure out how to get ourselves picked up. then once we do now, what do I do with it you know how do how do I continue to move on or maybe you 've lost a loved one? well, now, what do I do that they 're gone you know how do i how do I make their life a life? worth remembering how do Mm i how do i take their legacy and make something with it with what i have left of my life you know it's always introspective of us when we get to the end of a situation Uh, i have a situation in my family uh, an uncle who has cancer Um, and my aunt has been away from god for a long long time we're talking like 40 plus years um has has returned to being a, a, a person of prayer a person of seeking god every day and and i just was on the phone with her before i got here tonight um it's so neat to hear her talk about okay what what do i do next you know once I get you know my husband past this cancer, what do I do next? You know how do we keep this momentum going forward well that's what the church is for we're so glad you asked yeah. come see us we come we'll find us. a place to the the best thing you can do is is to to be busy to be busy doing positive things outreach things um things that affect your community and those around you and and the Bible says um so uh, you shall reap whatever you sow, so if you 're sowing encouragement, if you need encouragement if you need to reap encouragement, sow encouragement if you if you need to 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 reap joy, if you have no joy in your life and you 're looking for for joy so so hard, provide joy to someone else and watch God spin it around and send it back
1: you know you you, you, you touch a, a kind of a thing uh, um, that here, here, let me let me share you a couple of things um, for unlocking the secrets of happiness, right? Yeah, uh, and, it, and this comes from the book of Philippians, and, and in particular, you know, don't look for happiness, create it, right? Right. Because if you're if you're going to wait for happiness to come around, You'll be you, it ain't going to happen. Be, yeah. So you need to create your happiness. But also remember that happiness is not a goal; it's a byproduct of right thinking and right living. Oh, that's powerful. Say that again. Happiness is not a goal. It is the byproduct. It is the, it, it is the result of right living and right thinking. Wow. That's, that's good, bro. And then uh, my daily habits will create my happiness. Happiness is based on happy, happenings, and happenings are temporary. Okay? Yeah. And happy habits are addicting as bad habits.
0: Happy habits are as addicting as bad habits. That's right. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs>
1: that's so, good. but you know, think about this, right? If I want to have more energy, what do I have to do? Work out. You have to work out. Yeah. So, you have to give energy yeah. to get energy, you have to expend it to receive it. Yeah. I mean, that I, I mean, it goes against uh, you know, no nobody, right. nobody says it in the chair because I've I want to conserve my energy, yeah. so I'm just going to sit in my chair all <laughs> yeah. day. What happens when you sit in your chair all day? You lose energy. So if you right. want to have energy, you got to expend energy. Right. And there's there's a lot of different things you know uh, that we can do that we can talk about where it, it's it's contradictory to the mind, but you have to you have to give yeah, to yeah. get more of it back. Absolutely. So and it. it, it goes down to tithing, right? Yeah. You know, you want a financial blessing, start with tithing and then give offerings above the tithe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, that's where um the the whole concept of giving is is so again, that's so counterintuitive. It's beyond what our logic makes sense of. Yeah. Um I I know personally of a of a story of a man who who is faithful in his tithes. And and he talks about how when he was brand new to God and he went to God and said, Okay, God, I don't have enough to pay all my bills, but I'm going to pay my tithes first. And then I'll write checks for whatever's left over. So he sat down at the table and started reaching for bills. He wrote his tithe check, licked the envelope and sealed it, ready to go, and started writing his bills. And he kept writing his bills. And he kept writing his bills until the stack was gone, and he has no idea. Still to this day, has no idea how all the bills got paid, and paying with his tithes first. And uh, he's he's a man that goes to church here at, at Community Life Center. That's, That's awesome. I'm not going to. I'm not on a name drop for him, but but just know that that happened here. Yeah. Where God God makes a way where there seemeth to be. No way. And that's, I think that's one of those scriptures that m- maybe we jump around and we miss on sometimes. God makes a way where there seems to be no
1: way. So here, let me drop another happiness hint on All you. All right, let's go. Okay, you ready for this yeah. one? This comes for the fourth chapter of Philippians again. It says, here's your happiness hint. You can earn a living by what you make, but you earn a life by what you give. Come on, Mo.
0: Come on, man. Is that good? That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, Awesome. Well, hey, we're going to wrap up this episode this week of Church Chat here at Community Life Center. We're so thankful you stopped in. If you have a a topic maybe you'd like us to discuss on Church Chat, I want you to send us an email at podcast at com. Again, the email address is podcast at communitylifectr.com. Com. We look forward to hearing from you guys again next week. Brother Terry, I love you. Love you too, Brother Justin. Yeah. Hey, join us again on Church Chat next week. Well, thanks again for checking out the Inspired for Life podcast series brought to you by Community Life Center. Don't forget to check us out on communitylifectr.com.